It was a normal Sunday morning at Mass, and a little boy and his dad were coming to church, and they got in the entryway of church, and before they came into the main body of the church, the nave, uh, to sit in their pew, the dad looks down at the little boy and says, it's time for you to be more involved in Mass, and so here's a little quarter, and I want you to put this in the collection. This will be your way of, of being connected with uh, what the church does during the Mass. And so the little boy's so excited, he's got both hands grabbing onto that quarter. You know, he's got a big beaming smile on his face. And so they head down, find their seats, pray before Mass, listen to the readings, get all the way through right up to the time of the collection. And sure enough, that that church, they were passing a basket down the pew and the basket went right by that little boy who was still clutching his little quarter. He wouldn't let go of it. His dad's wondering, oh great, this lesson didn't work. I'll deal with it after Mass. So while Mass had finished, the priest went out the, the aisle to go greet people and the dad was trying to catch the little boy before he could uh, head out of the pew and he said, why didn't you put that in the collection? Well sure enough, the little boy ran off. And he ran down the aisle to the main entrance, and he went right up to the priest and held that quarter in the air and said, this is for you. The little boy was so excited, but the priest said, why didn't you just put that in the collection? That's where you should put it. And the little boy goes, no, this is for you. The priest is thinking, how do I get him to know this is for the church? I don't need a quarter, you know. Uh, and he goes, why don't you go put that in the collection? Give it to one of the ushers. They'll make sure it gets in the collection. And he goes, no, this is for you. My dad said you're the poorest preacher ever. <laughs> A few years ago, I told that, and several people came up to me and tried to hand me dollar bills. <laughs> I don't know what to think of that one, and I'm hoping that I don't get any money today, at least in this part. Our second reading, St. Paul was addressing the Corinthians. He was trying to help them have a better understanding as their role of, of being Christian. It's that same reminder that we hear time and again. We know that our meaning for our work in life comes from our baptism and our confirmation and is fed regularly by receiving the Eucharist. And so we receive this reminder that we are children of God, who are created for a higher purpose, that we are graced by God and our purpose is to live as a witness to him. We look at the Second Vatican Council and the council says that our whole meaning is not just about witnessing through our lives, but the true apostolate, the council said, is on the lookout for occasions of announcing Christ by word to draw unbelievers towards faith or to instruct the faithful, to strengthen them, incite them to a more fervent life. And so our witness comes in both word and action. St. Paul took this very seriously. And he was challenging himself as he spoke to the Corinthians in today's second reading. He challenged himself with some pretty strong words. Woe to me if I do not preach it. He recognized his obligation 
as a disciple, as a steward of God's message. He knew part of his baptismal gift was to be a prophet, to live for Christ and be his mouthpiece. And he took seriously the work of proclaiming for the purpose of transformation, that people would have an encounter with Jesus. Mark, in recent weeks, has been doing some pretty amazing things as he told stories about Jesus. He's told us about Jesus driving out demons and multiple instances of physical healings, like today. Now we heard about the cure of Simon's mother-in-law. How Christ came to impact lives He came to impact our lives and how after that impact, after being touched like Simon's mother-in-law being cured, we are to live for and serve Jesus. That's what Simon's mother-in-law did. We are to do his work in the world. Christ's work is clearly seen in the church that he established. Yeah, sure, it gets muddy at times. We all know people who don't always act Christ-like. But the majority of the time we see clearly that the mission is here, entrusted to us. So many times the church gets it right. Mission for all of us, not just the clergy, is the key. Paul's personal witness challenges us to this. Paul knew his obligation. He was serious in his mission. He knew that if he dug in his heels or ignored his part or changed Jesus' mission to be his own, he knew that there were consequences. Instead, Paul didn't complain about his mission He spoke beautiful words about Christ. He put his hands to the plow and tended the field, the vineyard of the Lord. He turned to Jesus for guidance, and he encourages us to do this as well, to pray, to recommit, to live for the Lord. In reading this second reading and praying over it, I found that it really challenged me. Challenged me to evaluate my personal commitment. I found myself looking back at baptism and the gifts given there when I was baptized as an infant. Looking back at my confirmation when I was in eighth grade and when I was ordained at close to the age of 30. Each of those moments coming with their own grace from God their own need for renewal. How at my ordination, I made a promise to pray for and with each of you every day. And how the call to celebrate the sacraments with dignity was a real call that needs renewal. To be true to Christ and to always preach the truth. In ordination, I was made a particular member of the hierarchy of the church, a steward 
of God's graces. And in that, I made a promise of obedience and respect to our bishop to be a part of his ministry. And I find that that's probably the most difficult thing is to obey another. But my obedience and respect for our bishop translates into obedience and respect for Christ. And St. Paul's words kind of stir my soul. Woe to me if I forsake it. Paul proved it was not easy, but it was worth taking seriously for the salvation of souls. In this second reading, Paul is trying to encourage all of us that it's a time for renewal. So what is God asking of us? He's asking us to fit into his mission. That is the mission of the church. To renew our baptism and confirmation. To strengthen our personal vocations. To be active in the life of the church. Our part is to support the ministries of our local community, our parish, and our diocese. And the purpose of all of this is so that the gospel can be proclaimed, lives touched, and healing and transformation experienced. Today, we kick off the Catholic Ministries Appeal for 2024. As you may have remembered, a couple of years ago, it took on a new look and a fresh focus, almost a renewal of what was before in Fruitful Harvest. It now focuses more intently on the ministries supporting our parish work. It's an annual appeal. It supports the diocesan ministries that support us. And as St. Paul realized, this is our part, our obligation in building up the church and promoting the gospel. It's not the same as our commitment to our regular parish collection, however. It is our annual commitment to support the work of our diocese. How does this touch our lives on a daily basis here in Muncie? Well, it does bear fruit we see how it fully funds seminary education. Our future priests here at St. Lawrence are educated and formed by our gifts. It provides summer camp, Camp Crux, for middle school boys and girls so that they can encounter Christ and learn how to discern God's call in their life. It supports our diocesan office of Catholic education that provides nourishing experiences for faculty and staff to grow spiritually and professionally. It supports campus ministry, particularly our Ball State University campus ministry, helping to fund our campus minister and support four focus missionaries. And as you may recognize in all three of our parishes, college students are showing up in larger quantities to come to daily mass and to be involved in Bible studies and help with outreach to those in need. Here in Muncie, we realize there are so many ways 
that our generosity and our collaboration with diocesan ministries really bears fruit. I better stop. I know that somebody has breakfast plans after this Mass, and if I don't stop, I'll get the poorest preacher award. So let me get to the point. Each of our Muncie parishes has a goal that we must meet. Our St. Lawrence goal this year is $83,000. We haven't been doing well with this in the past. In fact, I had to write a check from St. Lawrence for $33,000 to cover the balance not fulfilled last year. And if we get to our goal and surpass it, we'll get the money back that's over our goal. Wouldn't it be nice, instead of us sending a check to the chancery, if they sent us one? Can you imagine that? I know we can pull together and do our part. We do it in so many other ways. So I'm begging you to step up and help us support the important work of our diocese in the Catholic Ministries Appeal. Pledge cards and information were mailed to all registered parishioners in the last two weeks. If you didn't receive materials in the mail, you can find packets at the main entrance, right back at the table back there. You can also make your commitment online if you wish. That's what I did. Found it very easy. Please take a moment to prayerfully consider what you can do to help with this important work that God has entrusted to us to do together. And this weekend or next, please place your pledge card in the regular parish collection basket. And I'm going to make the same deal a priest friend of mine made with his parishioners. If you want me to not talk about this over and over again, let's just get it done. Thank you for your generosity. Thank you for being a part of Christ's work in the church and may God bless you and your family always.